Section 7 of A Holy Life, The Beauty of Christianity by John Bunyan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 7. That these do not depart from iniquity as they should is clear. 1. For that their highest acts of holiness are tainted therewith and made imperfect thereby. Isaiah 64, 6. Psalms 143, 2. Hebrews 12.15. Matthew 6.23. This is manifest because they still are afraid to shew themselves before God in their own works, and because they betake them for acceptation with God to the priestly office of Christ, and pray by Him, Forgive us our trespasses. 2. This is clear also because we are, while in this world, nowhere by the word said to have attained to the mark and point of absolute perfection, but are bid to grow, to follow on, to press forward, and to perfect holiness in the fear of God. Second Peter 3.18, Hebrews 6.12, Philippians 3.12-14, Second Corinthians 7.1. Yea, the best of us all, even the apostles and prophets, have not only made it manifest by their imperfections, that as yet they have not departed from iniquity as they should, but they have confessed, and denied not, that they were yet in the pursuit of righteousness, and had not already attained. 3. This is clear also, for that the righteousness by the which the best of saints are justified in the sight of God, is a righteousness of another, not their own, the righteousness of another man, for that there is not any upon earth that doeth good and sins not. And what need we pray, forgive us our trespasses, approach God in the perfections of another, and be bid to perfect holiness? If we had already attained, or were already perfect, or were so departed from iniquity as we should. 4. Alas, the complaints of God concerning this matter doth sufficiently testify the truth of what I say. When God came to his people in Egypt, and bid them forsake the idols of Egypt, they did not. But they rebelled against me, says he, and would not hearken unto me. They did not, every man, cast away the abominations of his eyes. Neither did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Well, he saved them out of Egypt, and brought them into the wilderness, and said to them there, Obey my laws and my commandments. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes. They despised my judgments. Well, then he had them from the wilderness to Canaan, and then said to them, Keep my laws. Ezekiel 20. But when he had brought them into the land, then they also polluted themselves, and sinned against him as before. Again, when God brought them out of captivity, both they and everything that they did was unclean. Haggai 2.14 To be short, what says Paul in the seventh to the Romans? What says James in the third chapter of his epistle? Chapter 3, verse 2. And what says John in his first epistle and first chapter? 1 John 1, nine. Do they not all confess, though themselves were apostles, and so for grace and gifts, beyond any that breath in this world, that sin and iniquity was yet with them, and so consequently that there was not as yet that departing by them therefrom as there should? And the reason, as I have said, is, because grace is weak, weak in the beat, and most strong of the saints of God. 
Hence the greatest saints used to complain, when much assaulted with corruptions, or attended with very hard service for God, of their weakness and insufficiency, as to a completeness of doing the will of God. 1. Moses, when God did but bid him nourish and succour Israel in the wilderness, and carry them in his bosom as the nursing father, Bareth the sucking child, was stricken with such fear of miscarrying through the weakness of his graces and the power of his corruptions, that he cried to God, saying, I am not able to bear all this people alone, because it too heavy for me. And if thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of hand, and let me not see my wretchedness. Numbers eleven fourteen fifteen. 2. Job when he was, for a proof of his integrity, to be exercised a while with some of the judgments of God, cries out, in a sense of his weakness to bear them, and to go through as he should, Is my strength the strength of stones, or is my flesh of brass? And again, am I a sea or a whale that thou settest a watch over me? Wilt thou break a leaf driven to and fro? And wilt thou pursue the dry stubble? Job six twelve, eight twelve, thirteen twenty five. Three. So Daniel, when he was but to stand and talk with the angel, how weak did he find himself? There remained, saith he, no strength in me. And, O oh my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Daniel 10. Some may say, but this is natural weakness. But I ask, how came nature to be so weak, but through sin? The remains whereof, abiding still upon the best of saints, make them, notwithstanding their graces, incapable to do anything as they should. 4. Paul, a man of men, who had so much grace, revelation of grace, and communion with Christ, that sometimes he knew not whether he was in or out of the body, and yet you find him making bitter complaint of the weakness of his grace, and of the power of his corruptions. I am carnal, saith he, and what I hate that do, I. How to perform that which is good I find not. When I would do good, evil is present with me. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am! And what complaints, what confessions, what bewailing of weakness is here, and what need was there of any of this, if Paul could, as he would, have departed from iniquity? Romans 8. I have instanced in these four men, because as to failings and miscarriages, they are as free, by what the holy record saith, as any four of whose lives you shall read in all the Bible. But you see that they were too weak to do good and depart from iniquity as they would. Grace may be said to be weak, either when a lower or less degree thereof is compared with a higher and greater degree of the same. Or it may be said to be weak when, in what degree of it you will, it shall be engaged by, or engage itself, against sin. There are degrees of grace in the world, some have less, and some bigger measures thereof, and according to the measure of grace received, so is a Christian capable of action. He that has little acts, but weakly, he that has much, acts more strongly, 
and he of the saints that has most acteth best of all but yet none of these three can act so as they should and would and consequently so depart from iniquity as is their duty witness those four that i mentioned but now for they are among the first rate of saints yet you will see what they did and hear what they said sin is a mighty tyrant it is also installed in our flesh and has moreover that in it which suiteth with whatever is sensual in us the flesh relisheth it well though the spirit of the christian is against it sin is an active beast and will not admit that the soul should attempt to put forth itself in any good thing without opposition and contradiction when i should do good is present with me sin is of a polluting and defiling nature and what grace soever it toucheth it staineth and in staining makes it weaker that were it not so defiled it would be besides not a grace nor an act of grace in the soul can escape untouched unbelief stands ready to annoy faith in the grace as well as in the act of faith hardness of heart will not let love so affectionately and sympathizingly act as it should sense and reason being polluted will not let hope be so steadfastly fixed upon unseen things as it should pride will not let us be so humble as we ought nor self so denying passion often interrupts our patience and angry motions our meekness by these and more that might be named it appears that sin is in us opposeth our graces and letteth them from acting as they should and because this sin has part of ourself in its possession therefore though our more noble part be utterly against it yet we depart not from it as we should god chargeth moses with rash and unadvised words and so he doth job also daniel did wear the name of an idle god and paul freely confesseth himself unfirm numbers twenty twelve psalms a hundred and six thirty two job thirty eight two job forty two six daniel four eight romans seven twenty four nor may what hath now been said be applied to those that are weak in faith and so in every other grace for the strongest grace when acted as well as we can cannot cause that we depart from iniquity as we should one because the strongest grace cannot act without opposition two because we that are the actors are lame infirm and made weak by sin that dwells in us three because grace and a state of grace is not that wherein the perfection designed for us doth lie for that is in another world a this is a place to act faith in b this is a place to labor and travel in c this is a place to fight and wrestle in d this is a place to be tried in and therefore this is no place of perfection and consequently no place where god's people can depart from iniquity as they should now there is a twofold way of departing from iniquity one one is when the mind is set against it and withdrawn from the love and liking of it two the other is when the practice of it is shunned by the whole man one the first of these ways the saints though they truly do depart from iniquity yet depart not from it as they should their understanding sees not the utmost baseness that is in it 
their judgment is not infirmed about the vileness of it to perfection. The conscience has not yet been convinced of all the evil that is in it. Then, how should the soul abhor it as it should? How should the desires depart from it with that fervency as they should? And the will and affections so turn away from it as they should? 2. Second, as to the shunning of the acts of sin, there we also come wonderful short. We shun not the sins of others as we should. This is made appear for that we shun not the company of base men as we should, nor shun or refuse to imitate them in their evil as we should. How easily are good men persuaded to comply with bad men's ways! Yea, Jehoshaphat himself said to Ahab, that base one, Behold, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. First Kings 22.4 Joseph could learn in Pharaoh's court to swear by Pharaoh's life. Genesis forty two fifteen sixteen. Peter also, when dissembling was in fashion among the people, could learn to dissemble likewise. Galatians two, eleven through fourteen. We shun not our own sins or the sins of our own company as we should. Christians learn to be proud one of another, to be covetous one of another, to be treacherous and false one of another to be cowardly in God's matters one of another, to be remiss and negligent in Christian duties one of another. Besides, if I should go about to shew here how Christians will hide iniquity as David, Second Samuel 12.12, 12, how they will excuse it as did Aaron, Exodus 32.22-24, how they will plead for it as did the men of the city of Joash for Baal, Judges 6.29-31 and the like. I might soon make it abundantly appear that Christians do not depart from iniquity as they should, and therefore the exhortation stands, good, and of use to the best of saints on earth, that they and every of them should depart from iniquity, yea, the observation also that they do not do it as they should, doth, still stand good against us. Wherefore, as it is true in those that have nothing but notion, and that it is true in those that are wrought upon, but not effectually, so it is true upon those that are truly gracious. Observation proves it, fears of damnation prove it, the outcry of the world proves it, and the confession of the best men proves it. End of section 7, recording by Scarlet, Louisiana.